Hey, this is Dave Pryor. I'm the host of Leading Agile Sound Notes. Uh, before we get into this podcast, I just want to make a quick request. If you listen to this podcast, if you enjoy it, if you get any kind of value out of it, and if you get it from iTunes, if you could go in there and give us a favorable rating or put some comments about it, uh, we'd really appreciate it. We want to try to boost the rankings to get more people to be aware of it. Um, so if you'll help us put the word out, we would be very grateful. Thanks a lot. Here's the podcast. And attention all stations, this is the MTD performing the launch status check. Verify, ready to resume the count and say go for launch. OTC, we have go. TBC, tank and boosters are go. TTC, TTC is go for launcher. LPS, LPS is go. Houston flight. Houston flight is go. Hi, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. Uh, this podcast is going to be a little different than the ones we usually do. Normally, uh, the podcasts are an interview. This is going to be more of a tutorial. So uh, this is a Sound Notes tutorial. And the subject for the podcast today is definition of done. Definition of done to me is one of the simplest and most basic ways to help your scrum team be successful in the work that they're doing. But I'm always surprised when people come into class um, how many people don't actually have that. So I just wanted to talk about why that's important and go over a simple way you could go about creating one. The reason that definition of done is so critical to making Scrum work is because we a lot of people make assumptions about what done actually means. And if you're following a strict definition of Scrum, done and shippable are supposed to be equal. So when we say something's done, it's potentially shippable. If the PO accepts it, we should be able to send it out the door right away. But that's not always the case. What happens in a lot of organizations is they have to coordinate with other teams or there's some kind of additional testing or audit that has to occur. And there can be a lot of confusion about when we say something's done, what does that actually mean? So I'm going to talk about this in, in three different parts. Um, the first part is something that I know a lot of the guys that I work with have with their teams, but a lot of people don't have them out in the wild. So um, I think it would be a really great idea if the development team and the PO that are working together on a scrum team sat down and came to an agreement about what is and is not okay to bring to the product owner for acceptance? I mean, if you're just following something like user stories, you could say, well, if it meets the acceptance criteria, then it's good to go. And if, if testing, if QA has gone through it and decided this is sound, then it's good to go. But actually clarifying what kind of steps QA is going to go through before they say this thing is solid or how you're going to validate the acceptance criteria, that's a really good idea too. And if the PO and the development team can work together to create clarity there and develop trust, then when the PO gets work to look at and they're asked for acceptance, they should be able to trust that all those conditions have been met. So maybe it's gone through a code review, maybe automated testing's in place, maybe they're not getting any defects back, and yes, it meets the acceptance criteria, and maybe the dev team knows how they're going to show this item to the stakeholders in the sprint review. The PO, knowing all that stuff, can look at it and say, well, yeah, this thing looks sound. It's ready to go. I declare this potentially shippable. Um, and that work is accepted. And if we're following a strict definition of Scrum, as I said, once the PO accepts it, it should be good to send out the door. But that's not always what you have in play. I had one particular project a long time ago where we were doing two-week sprints. And because of the way the company was doing work and the contracts they had set up with some off-site vendors um, on this particular gig, when we finished work, it had to go through integration testing, but the integration testing was done by a separate company in another country, and it was manual, and it took three weeks. Since we're only doing two-week sprints, what that actually means is that done and shippable are not the same thing. So that's a really important thing to clarify, because when we walk into the sprint review and we say to the stakeholders, hey, this thing is done, we also have to explain to them that done doesn't mean we can ship. We have to tell them that this thing is done, which means we can send it off for integration testing, and a sprint and a half from now, we'll get back all the defects we couldn't find. 
Two sprints from now, we'll be able to start work on those defects. And after that sprint is over, we'll send it back off-site for more integration testing. We really don't know how many rounds of integration testing and fixes we're going to have to go through before we can ship something. And yeah, a lot of people are going to say, well, that just you know shows dysfunction in the organization. And maybe it does. But if you don't create clarity there, you're never going to be able to have the conversation about, you know, maybe we should put in automated testing. Maybe we should find some way to do continuous integration and get away from this manual integration testing process. Either way, when you're presenting work to stakeholders, you always have to be able to clarify for them whether the thing is shippable or not. If you have a definition of done, this is something that you're always going to want to go over with the stakeholders in the sprint review at the start of the meeting. It's also something that the development team, the scrum master, and the product owner should always be reviewing in the retrospective to figure out if there's anything missing. One of the people that I learned um, the most about a definition of done from is Yuka Lindstrom. And we were talking one day and he showed me how he was teaching this in class. And what he did was he would explain to the students, or if he was in an organization helping them get set up to do scrum, he would get everybody in the room that could potentially block a feature from going out the door. So if you've got a release team, they'd want you want to have them in there. Obviously, the entire Scrum team, possibly some stakeholders. If you've got auditors or QA or you know legal, whoever, get them all in the room. And then you create a checklist of all the things that have to be signed off on or checked off before you can ship something. I probably shouldn't have said signed off on because we don't actually have that in Scrum. But all the all the different steps you have to go through. And I always think of this like if I had a NASA flight control center, right? We were going to launch a rocket. It would never be okay to just say, how's it going? Should we send it up? And if they're like, well, yeah, the rocket looks cool. I mean, it's all white and there's smoke coming out the bottom and the guys are inside and the weather's kind of nice. The wind's not too strong. So let's just launch it. That's not what happens. In a flight control center, they have all those different stations. And if you've ever seen you know, any of the videos of, of an actual flight control center or you've seen it in movies, they have to go station by station. And every single station has to say go or no go for launch. I think that when you're creating a definition of done, you want to take that same approach. So imagine you had a flight control center. What are all the stations that have to say go or no go for launch? And that's the first way you go through creating this checklist. It's never enough to just say QA. You've got to clarify all the different types of QA. It's not enough to say documentation. You have to list out all the different types of documentation. And if there's legal or branding or audits or whatever, all that stuff should be included in the list. So the first pass, you just make the list. And it, make it as exhaustive as you can and understand that you're probably going to miss a bunch of stuff. You'll fill that in in retrospectives and things like that when, in the future when you realize you missed them. After you go through and you create that list, the next pass is to go down that list again and mark off which things occur during a sprint and which things don't. And the way I always explain this in class is when we're going through that list, does this happen in a sprint? It's either hell yes or it's just flat out no. So if you got some people saying yes and some people saying no, it's no. Um, if it's something that theoretically could happen in a sprint, like maybe legal could review it and get back to us in a sprint, it's just that that's never actually happened because they're always so backed up with work, then it's a no. So you go down the list the second time, you mark off the stuff that doesn't normally happen or doesn't always happen during a sprint. And what that clarifies for you is if you have a difference between done and shippable. And again, that might be dysfunctional from a strict definition of Scrum, but if you've got that, you've got that. If it exposes some process dysfunction in the organization, then it does, and you can make a decision about what to do about that. But if you don't create transparency, if you don't create clarity on this, if you don't visualize it somehow and post it where everyone can see it, 
then you're probably not having this discussion and you're just making assumptions about what done actually means. And this puts the entire company at great risk. And specifically, it also puts the product owner at risk because they're the one who's on the hook for the thing when it ships. So if something ships and there's a quality problem or something's wrong with it, that falls back on the PO. So if you're a product owner, this is something I think you should consider to be very important. And if you're a scrum master, your job is to deliver, to deliver a high-performing learning team. And if you don't have a definition of done, it's hard for me to understand how you could consider them high-performing. That is a foundational thing that is absolutely necessary to making this stuff work the way it's supposed to. If you don't have a definition of done, I would encourage you to create one right away. It's one of the, the most important things you can do for your team. In the notes for this podcast, I'm going to include two different slides from my CSM and CSPO class um, that kind of illustrate two examples of definition of done with different levels um, of done that I've gotten from some guys that I work with in the past. And if you've got any comments about this, I'd encourage you to put them, you know, after the podcast. Um, if you've got any questions, you can always get in touch with me at dave.prior at leadingagile.com. Uh, and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.